Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Welcome to Political Pursuits, the podcast. I'm your host, Lou Ann Anderson, and I am excited because today we're doing kind of a little special podcast. It's going to be a, a joint project between myself here with Political Pursuits and also with my good buddy, Lynn Woolley, who has Planet Logic. So, Lynn, welcome here. Well, it is always nice. We'll put this up on two different podcasts and uh, we'll double our audience. Right, absolutely. So, why I was really excited about our getting together today is that, you know, the last week, 10 days have produced some really interesting media chatter, although it's also been a little on the disturbing side. Um, And all of this seems to be focused on school districts, both nationally, we've had some interesting developments, and certainly within our own little local area here of Temple, Texas. What I find so ironic is that with one hand slapping discerning parents, citizens, taxpayers as domestic terrorists, ISDs are keeping another hand outstretched in hope that taxpayers are going to reward them and hand them new tax dollars via a bond election. And this domestic terrorist tag, it's an effort of professional organizations, which of course we pay for via our tax dollars because these districts use our money to pay the, the Um, enrollment for these these organizations but these professional organizations are the ones that are coming after it to tag people dissenters critics as domestic terrorists while they give cover to the local isds so these organizations are doing the bidding of the isds in an attempt to silence the voices of concerned parents like concerned parents or other interested parties like you and i so today I have dressed for the occasion. If you want to read my sh- my shirt, Luann's T-shirt says "Proud Member of the Terrorist Watch List." Because I feel like it is important. It's time is here that I need to come out as a domestic terrorist, or at least an alleged one, because I have been asking some questions of my local school district, the Temple ISD. I've been asking them, and you know what? I'm not through. You had a great column this week, and it was funny. I was like, oh, our minds still thinking alike. Uh, congressional hearings on Facebook, but not for government schools. And this column, I think, ties together several important developments from the last, the last week, 10 days. The critics of school districts are now being targeted ostensibly by all levels of government. It's creating a pandemonium, or it has the potential to create a pandemonium that's really mind-boggling. You know, it's not enough that we have on a daily basis, anybody who's paying attention is worried about the economy. We're worried about what we see happening culturally in our in our country. And now we have this type thing. So with an upcoming bond election and issues related to what appears to be CRT being taught in our local schools and just a general crisis of confidence when it comes to government, I think it feels like there's some really serious dark clouds on the horizon and as we see those dark clouds i don't know i we don't have much time to dampen the dark but we certainly have to try and so with that why don't you give our our audience today just kind of a rundown of this new column that you did well i'll start out by saying aren't you glad and aren't aren't we glad that merrick garland never got on the supreme court uh this guy has turned out to be an ideological far leftist uh, along the lines of a Bernie Sanders or an AOC, and it would have been a disaster to have him on the court. Uh, he'll only be attorney general for probably three more years. 
and uh, hopefully not even that long. The column basically asked the question, if Facebook is doing harm to children, and we need to look into that, what kind of harm is our public school system doing to children with what they are being taught? The children in school are essentially young members of the Marxist Party, from what I can tell. And this seems to not just be at a local high school in the town we live in, but in the towns that most people live in. The whole idea uh, of, of leftist thought is now totally permeating all of our children. From top to bottom, first grade on, maybe K through 12, and then on into college. Urban and rural. Yeah, absolutely. And here's here's one of the ideas that has popped into my mind, and that's this idea they call it. They call these school systems ISDs. The I stands for independent, but not one of them ever has an independent thought, not even a remote independent thought. Uh, in fact, they all learn from each other, and it's monkey see, monkey do. It's me too, me too, me too. If if Belton has a diversity, equity, and inclusion officer, then Round Rock's got to have one. If Round Rock's got to have one, then the Houston ISD's got to have one. And it just careams all around the state. Everybody's got one of these things. And those have got to be, A, the most expensive waste of money in schools, and B, the most damaging and divisive thing that ever happened to school districts. It's it's just all this uh, wokeness, uh, Luann, and I think part of this comes from what I call the odorous Texas Association of School Boards, which to me is one of the worst organizations this side of the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is also an odorous organization. These are left-wing organizations that claim some sort of, of relevance to schools What they are attempting to do is to get into the school systems and put their left-wing message in there. And you're right, it's basically critical race theory. It may be under another name, but the ideology is there, and there are there are parallels, regardless what it's called. You're seeing the same type of content. But what... You know, what really kind of kicked a lot of this off this week, too, was this letter that was sent to the federal government. It was sent to Biden, I believe, to Merrick Garland. And um, it was asking this organization, the National School Board Association, they were asking that the federal government intervene to... um, they're concerned that there's a, an increase of what they call harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence against school board members, teachers, and workers. And so they want the federal government to intervene in order to be able to investigate and prosecute uh, alleged perpetrators. And that's where this domestic terrorist, because they're wanting to do this under basically the Patriot Act. And some of that, some of that legislation that came out of the Patriot Act all those years ago when we enacted it, and then calls them a terrorist. Absolutely, absolutely. And the one thing, the one silver lining that I do see from this is that when they are looking at this extreme of action in order to try and quiet people down, what that says to me is we are winning because they can't, they can't win the argument. They can't justify. Or defend what these this ideological nonsense is that they're promoting, and so the only way they can prevail is to silence people. Well, it would be nice if we had sitting around this table five or six school superintendents. I'd just like to ask one. Let's say we had the the biggest weasel in Texas, who's a school superintendent. That would be one Kent Scribner in the Fort Worth Independent School District. Kent, you've got a policy in Fort Worth of letting the boys use the bathroom in the girls' room. How is that not insane? I mean, that would be my question. That is insane. And the country's gone insane. You know, I I pointed out on the radio show in Austin the other day three science fiction concepts that I've always enjoyed reading about uh, over the years, uh, you know, in science fiction books. One is rocket ships that go faster than the speed of light. Another one is traveling back and forth in time. And the third is changing a man into a woman. This is not possible. It will never be possible. None of these three things will ever be possible. Sex change, transgenderism does not exist. 
And, and yet today, in our schools, <laughs> go today ahead. to maintain that there are two genders, that's hate speech. Yes. Even the word gender is a construct. I mean, it's a, we're, we, being female or male, that, those are the two sexes. Right. And gender, cisgender, all these, these idiotic words. It's hard to keep up with them. Latin X. I mean, all this stuff is all through our schools. And it, it's like if the left decides there's a new word out that we must use, uh, an example of that, the word black must be capitalized. Right. They all have to do it. There's no such thing as independence anymore. Not not an original thought and in the school district. And when you watch in reading a variety of publications, as you do, as I do, it is widespread use. Oh, and I mean, and I would say it's that's almost been universal. In the last two years, it's almost universal. I did read Larry Elder's column in a newspaper this morning, and he used the word black, and it was in the middle of a sentence, and it was not capitalized. Good for him. And he's black. Right. Right. And. What else is just disturbing is that we, you know, we talk about that that this is so widespread within like our public schools. It's also certainly in higher ed. It's out there. It's in the corporations, but within our own government, we've seen so many examples of people that are being exposed to some type of of critical race theory training, diversity training. You know, there's all the, the terminology for it within government, but even this thing, this letter that the NSBA, the National School Boards Association, that they sent to the feds, well, in Merrick Garland's response, he's putting together a task force, and it's going to include the, within, I guess, the DOJ, the criminal division, the national security division, the civil rights division, the executive office for U.S. attorneys, the FBI the Community Relations Service, and the Office of Justice Programs. Plus, also, the NSBA wants the post office involved so that they can intervene in case people send no, wait, threatening wait. Uh, by mail. Let me see if I've got this straight. You're telling me, never mind the border. You're telling me, never mind the Taliban. Never mind the Americans we left in Afghanistan. Never mind ISIS or ISIS-K. Never mind Iran trying to develop their nuclear weapons. Never mind Kim Jong-un, who is also developing nuclear weapons. Never mind the fact that China is probably behind a lot of this woke stuff in America. China promotes it like crazy, and it wouldn't surprise me if Russia didn't either. But never mind that while Biden's president, China's running sorties, something like 50 the other day, over Taiwan. Never mind that there may be an invasion of Taiwan, and never mind that there may be an invasion of Ukraine by Russia. We got to go after parents. Right, and we have to tie up our taxpayer-funded government resources on this kind of And use all of the agencies that are supposed to protect the country. Exactly. And now they're being tasked. Luann, this is insanity. You and I have been in this talk show racket now for about 25 to 30 years, and we've seen things we thought were crazy. We thought Clinton was an extremist. Clinton was a moderate compared to what we have now. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, going back to the old whitewater days and things like that, I mean, that seems so benign. It does, because you know what? I never doubted. Maybe I was wrong, but I never doubted that Bill Clinton loved the country. I just thought he liked women. Other things better. (laughs) He liked liked women, and he liked cheeseburgers, too. Those are the three things. But, But, you know, the country was never in danger of going completely to hell when Clinton was in office. But Biden, in nine months has taken this country from being in essentially the best position it's ever been in in almost every category you can think of. Exactly. Gasoline was what? A little over a buck? I mean, look at inflation right now, what Biden has done to this country, but our culture has been degraded to the point that I don't know if it's retrievable. I mean, I guess it is, but we're going to have to, to completely clean house in the next two elections, the midterm and the presidential election, and we better get the right people in office. And it starts in our local communities and goes all the way up to the highest levels of our federal government, as far as I'm concerned. We, again, economically, we have horrible things on the horizon. Culturally, we're becoming more divided than ever, and it's not because of Donald Trump. There's a whole lot of other factors. 
Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. ...that are far more dangerous than Donald Trump ever thought about being. Plus, we have a crisis of confidence well, with regard to our elected officials or those who are in empower bureaucratic positions to have so much influence over our lives. Well, if, if political pursuits and Planet Logic could each get a couple of million downloads on this episode, it would help toward the problem I'm about to state that is contributing to this mightily. And that is, and this was the title of another column I wrote for WB Daily, but a, a country cannot survive without an honest media we need an honest media. CNN tells lies 24 hours a day. MSNBC might as well be owned and operated or a, a part of the Democratic National Committee. The New York Times just had to retract a huge story. The Washington Post just had to retract a story. But the retractions are one little paragraph on page 97C or something. Exactly. While the, the original story was big, giant headlines on page one. We only have a couple of dependable sources. Now, Fox News is creeping leftward. It, it's, yes. it's not totally, but when, when Rupert is gone and he's 90, yeah. uh, Fox, Fox yeah. will go left. It's more kind of fair and balanced now. <laughs> well, it kind of is, but they don't use that slogan yeah. anymore which was a great slogan and they replaced it with a meaningless slogan america is watching oh boy that really yeah. that really fires my rockets to know that america is watching but when they told me it was fair and balanced that gave me that promised me some value so i don't know where we're going i mean i we can sit here you and i can sit here and in 10 seconds probably name the down the line sources that you can trust and we'd both start and disclaimer we both we both occasionally get a check from these <laughs> folks but the Epoch Times does its best. Absolutely. To, to, in its news section. Now, its opinion section is clearly labeled. Right. And I'm, I, I'm sure Newsmax is all right and, and uh, OAN. Uh, but but, akin, but those, to, akin to what we were talking here, though, about being labeled terrorists, yeah. when General Milley, when he was testifying here um, a week before last or whatever, mm -hmm. I can't remember who was questioning him, but they were questioning him about something from Bob Woodward's book in which in the book he talked about having a notebook that he had lists of potential domestic terrorist institutions or entities, and he had two media sources listed there. One was Epoch Times, and the other was Newsmax. And I don't doubt it one bit. Thoroughly modern Millie is what we call him, because he's a general that's in touch with the times. He's not concerned about the Taliban. He's not concerned about world peace or, or, or military strategy or how to, how to win over our enemies. He's concerned about white rage. He should, he should be fired immediately. I think he should be tried for treason. And, I, in fact, I think Joe Biden should be tried for treason. We executed the Rosenbergs for less than this. Well, the Rosenbergs were pretty pretty nasty now that I think about it, but but we used to we used to execute people for being this way. Right. Go back and read Whitaker Chambers. And now and now we we consider them to be virtuous. Well, I don't, but, but you're but right. In, you're right. But yeah. in a in a lot of broader society, unfortunately they do. And it's it's But when you have when you have 
a media. Should I say medium? Because I'm, I'm going to mention yeah. CNN, the Chicken Noodle Network, that refers regularly to the big lie. And I agree with them. The, the, the whole idea that the election was stolen, uh, it was a, was a complete and total lie. I mean, I do agree with them on that. I think for too long, CNN has blamed the Russians for stealing the election from Hillary Clinton. That's the big lie. And Hillary Clinton to this day, if it's not Russia, it's Macedonian data content, farmers or yeah, the content most, farmers content or farmers, something. Yes. CNN never mentions that Hillary Clinton still hasn't given up that she won the 2016 election, nor has Stacey Abrams ever given up that she's not the real legitimate governor of Georgia. And yet when Trump questions an election, it's the big lie. Yes, yes, yes. And he and he and he is he's a traitor, he's a malcontent. For even suggesting as such, yes, except, ab- absolutely. except for that that February article in Time where Molly Ball and her other four or five co-writers admitted admitted it. that yeah they took the victory lap. They did, but to tie this on back to our original premise of the schools, the schools seem to be, I don't know, maybe there's just like a triangle here, a three-legged stool, with one being the left-wing government, the Joe Bidens of the world, the AOCs of the world. The second leg of the stool is your media all of which basically is liberal, ABC, CBS, NBC, all those are liberal, all the major newspapers in the country. I don't know of a single major newspaper in the United States that has a conservative ideology. Uh, And the third leg of the stool, then, is your school system. And this is where, this is the worst of the three legs. Because when you've got control, and now they've got not just first grade, they've got K, and not just K, they've got pre-K, and they'd actually like to come to the hospital when the baby is born and just take it straight to Washington. I And I look at the schools as the bureaucracy, and one of the things throughout the Trump administration or throughout his tenure, he always talked about the deep state. We have seen that the deep state. Oh, I wandered. I wandered exists. through it for a whole week uh, last week, being in in Washington D.C. It is unbelievable. There are so many bureaucrats that do things and make decisions without anybody giving them any kind of authority to do it. That is the deep state, and they love the status quo. Steve Bannon always terms them as the administrative state, mm-hmm. and we have the administrative state in some configuration in almost every government entity, institution, and at every level. And what you see with the school districts is their own version of the administrative state. You have some people who are elected, but then you have the other people that are in some type of administration. And think about from a school from a school district standpoint. Think about the growth that we have had, the bloat that we have had. I mean, that's been a common criticism of school districts and that you have so many people up there in those administrative positions. Well, how many assistant superintendents does exactly. a 6A school need? How many exactly. does a 3A school need? But, you know... Um, when you're talking about things like that, like this bloat and all, uh, then they, they want these bond issues passed. And I've got, let me just give you my three criteria before I would vote for one. Number one, is it needed? I mean, there are t- obviously schools have to be built. No question about it. So is it needed? The second thing is, is the school district in debt now? If the school district is in debt, I'm going to vote no because I want the debt paid off. Uh, I don't go out and put another ten grand on my credit card till the last ten grand is paid off. Actually, I don't put ten grand. And the third thing is, how woke is the school? Is the school does, does the school district that's asking for my money? Does it support America? Does it understand the Constitution? Does it teach the Constitution? Does it teach American exceptionalism? Does it teach that boys should go to the bathroom that says boys and girls should go to the one that says girls? Does it understand basic science and biology? In other words, is the school district 
left wing because that's destroying the country. So those three things have to be in place before I'm going to to vote to give them any more money. So to, to, to recapitulate, number one, there has to be a need. Number two, the school district has to have paid off existing debt before we give them more. And number three, the school district has to be a traditional patriotic school district that does not buy into all the current political insanity. Well, and I would add something. I, I think those are all very valid criteria, but something else that I would add is, do I believe this entity that's asking me for money? Do I believe them to be credible? Do I believe them to be good actors? Do I believe them to be acting in good faith with regard to the interests of the taxpayers? Do I believe, do I have confidence in their honesty? And that's something that is increasingly coming more and more into question. Well, does the district, and we're speaking generically now, does a district, any district, that is asking me for money through a bond issue or through any other way to increase taxes. And keep in mind, folks, when you're looking at your property taxes, schools get the lion's share. Uh, Does that district have too many administrators? Does it have a diversity, equity, and inclusion? Does the football coach teach history? If the football coach teaches history, that may be part of the problem because they've run films. But anyway, the, the point is, is the school district... When you say, are they worthy of it, it's, are they bloated and are they, are they hiring people that are going to do things that are anti-American? But I'm taking it a step even maybe before that in that, can you get the information to even know those things? Well, okay, you can file a FOIA, Freedom right. of Information, but right. let me ask you this. You file, I file one or two of those myself. You filed a lot more. Yes. How, how, how many times have they tried to get around giving you what you ask for. They will try oftentimes to get around, or they will just say that they have no nothing responsive to your um, to your request. And sometimes, you, and sometimes an they'll and sometimes they'll ask the attorney general if they have to give. Oh it yes, up. oh yes, absolutely. Well, Bell County a few years ago, I was asking for some stuff, and they came in and they told me that it would cost fifty five thousand dollars for them to provide me that information. Now, they also had provided it to the Temple Daily Telegram at no charge, but I wasn't supposed to know that. Nonetheless, back (laughs) on uh, September 30th, I did send a PIA request, Public Information Act request, to the Temple School District. And I went through, I have a, I have a, a format that I use um, for anybody who is interested in this, the Freedom of Information Foundation of Texas. On their website, they do have several templates that can be used for filing, filing these, um, these documents. And I would encourage you to go take a look at that. But anyway, the, the meat of what I was asking for, the information was all curriculum, instructional materials, or associated content, printed and digital, currently used or under consideration, past or present, by TISD related to critical race theory. This request additionally seeks the same information for any ideological, any, any ideologically comparable programs marketed under other names. Like uh, black studies, gender studies, feminist studies, Hispanic studies. These are all divisive things. Right. These so, are all terribly divisive. I got I got a response back just several hours later, and it said, we have received your public information request after visiting with our assistant superintendent for curriculum and instruction, to your point about all the different assistants. Mm-hmm. We do not have any materials matching your request. We teach the state-mandated curriculum, and CRT is not included. This district has not purchased any materials related to the subject. Thank you for your request, John Wallen, Public Information Officer. Number one, I didn't ask if any materials had been purchased. I asked if they had been used. But what had prompted my making that request was that a few days prior, there was an article in the Temple Daily Telegram. The headline read, Five Temple Schools Earn No Place for Hate Designation. Mm. And it talked about that five temple schools are saying no to haters. The campuses, and it goes through and names five elementary schools, they each earned no place for hate designations from the Anti-Defamation League. 
You know about the anti Oh, I do. They right? put me on a hate list of, of talk show hosts back about 20 years ago. And uh, it, it's it, the Anti-Defamation League is one of those weird uh, organizations. Nobody likes them. Nobody on the left likes them. Nobody on the right likes them. They are they are universally despised. Our school districts are not well enough versed in, in political matters to know that. And they're trying to get their tentacles in there. The ADL is a woke left-wing organization with a nice-sounding name, kind of like the Southern Poverty Law mm-hmm. Center, same exact thing, which is trying to get its tentacles into schools so it can spread its left-wing propaganda. And to further illustrate that point, ADL, and then they have a little tagline, Fighting Hate for Good. Now, on their website, under a category of what we do, we have a, a category, Fight and Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism in the U.S., anti-Semitism globally, okay? They also combat extremism and hate. Domestic extremism, online hate and harassment. They confront discrimination and secure justice. Under this, they talk about hate crimes, religious freedom, free speech, race and racial justice, criminal justice reform, education, equity, women's equity. It's all the language of the left. Voting rights, LGBTQ rights. Of course. And you'll love this one. They're going to be that this group is of them is going to be really busy. Immigrant and refugee rights. Oh yeah, well we're going to have plenty of refugees, Haiti, Afghan, and, and and 150 other countries. A couple of things I want to mention before I forget about it. One is, and I don't know if you've seen this. This is a recent revelation. Merrick Garland's family, I believe it is his son-in-law, correct, is in the business of publishing. CRT-related literature, which they then turn around and market to such entities as schools and, and I'm sure businesses and all of that. There is a woman by the name of Joyce James who uh, I believe her contract uh, caps at about $10 million. She's doing CRT for the Austin police. Nice work if you can get it. No, it's very nice work. And uh, it's, this is uh, in being taught to the cadet classes in Austin so that all the new police officers coming out will be racially sensitive. Now, my whole thing for police, do the crime, do the time. That That's my whole thing. If you don't want to get in trouble with the police, then don't go knock off a liquor store or don't go get drunk down on 6th Street and shoot somebody. Equal application of the law without regard. Guard to color. That's justice. That, yes. But that's real justice. The other thing I wanted to mention, and I'm not even sure you're aware of this, some years ago, and I have it at home, it's framed, I got a certificate of excellence awarded to me by our local school district for excellence in reporting. Now, uh, this happened again to two or three local reporters. It may have been some television reporters that got these certificates, but certainly a couple of people from the local daily paper. And uh, it, it, just so people know, 
This is a tactic of the Texas Association of School Boards. This goes to reporters who have issued glowing reports about the ISD and never, ever anything negative about anything the superintendent has done or the school board may do or anything opposing a bond issue or anything having to do with the school district. They give you an award, and I believe that it is a, a journalistic malpractice to accept something like that. And that is why we are sitting here today, because the things, the issues, the concerns, the points that we're going to bring up to present to people, to help educate people. And again, my, my theory on this is always, don't believe what I say. I want you to go on to the ADL's website. I want you to, you can go in and put in a search, No Place for Hate. And it'll come up all sorts of information. I want you to go in there and read it for yourself. And in fact, on the Political Pursuits uh, Facebook page, I will put a bunch of links to a number of these things we're talking about. Don't take my word for it. Don't take Lynn's word for it. Go see for yourself. But we do want to present a point of view information that you're not going to get from other local Absolutely. And if you'll send me a a copy of that, I'll post it at Planet Logic's uh, Facebook page as well. Great, great. But I, but back to this no play, place for hate, they're having these these um, elementary school students, and I believe I did see on the Temple High that we now have a middle school that also has gotten the, the no place for hate designation. They have them, uh, I guess, sign off on these pledges. I promise to do my best to treat everyone fairly, to be kind to everyone, even if they are not like me. If I see someone being hurt or bullied, I will tell a teacher. I will help others feel safe and happy at school. I will be part of making my school no place for hate. In the middle school and high school, they get into a little bit more, um, gain understanding of those who are different from me, speak out against prejudice and discrimination, reach out to support those who are targets of hate. I'm not sure that every 12-year-old is a real good arbiter of that. I will promote respect for people and help foster a prejudice-free school. I believe that one person can make a difference. No person can be an innocent bystander when it comes to opposing hate. I recognize that respecting individual dignity and promoting intergroup harmony are the responsibilities of all students. Who's covered by this? Are the parents covered? Are the taxpayers covered? Are unborn children covered? Well, they want everybody buying, signing off on this. No, sure, but the, they but they don't mean it. This is the it, left couching their left wing ideology in very pleasant sounding words. Let me ask you this: it, It's all who controls the language controls the argument. How how does this sound? Uh, a woman's right to kill her child, as opposed to abortion rights. So that's how the left operates, and I like to call things exactly what they are. Abortion is the destruction of a living human being. Some people would call it murder. And they they take these, this whole thing about a transgender student, and some of this, you know, as you know, it's not just college campuses anymore like good old Berkeley where we're having riots on the, on the, uh, on those campuses. Those are coming to high schools near you. And it's because of, of left-wing organizations like the ADL and the TASB. And what's so interesting is that they, 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 you know, this particular program, they present themselves as anti-bias education. They have four pillars of their anti-bias education. They require the whole school to reflect on identity and culture. That's biased. They understand the impact of culture on communication and conflict. That's biased. Examine bias in themselves, others, and society. Oh, give me a break. Systemic racism. Here we come. And they they take action to challenge bias. That sounds like social justice warriors. Are these people cisgender? I'm just curious. Are they Latinx? This framework... For this no place no place for hate is an interactive year-long student-driven process that requires the whole school to reflect on four pillars. And they want to um, they want to have a more equitable learning environment, and they want to kind of focus in on things like the school's culture and the school's climate. 
Well, but this, this isn't CRT. This, this is all interesting. No, I, I, this more equitable thing means this more equitable education opportunities is essentially the dumbing down of our schools. You know, I was listening to Bongino the other day. I'm not the biggest fan of his radio show. I think he's better on TV. But he did say something that clicked with me. He said, liberals sit around in rooms brainstorming, and they always come up with the worst idea possible. So somebody says in one of these brainstorming sessions, you know, we, our minority kids aren't doing as well as, as some of the, the European descent kids, however you want to say this. And so somebody said, well, why don't, why don't we bring the European kids up to their level? Nah, that doesn't seem to be a good idea. And somebody else says, well, why don't we bring the white, Euro- white European kids down to the other level of the other kids? And then we'll all be the same. And, the, and, and, and somebody says, that's a great idea. So that's what they're doing. And New York moved to do that this week. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the things that in... Um, in talking about the um, what's you know been happening with with Texas Association of School Boards, uh, James Quintero from Texas Public Policy Foundation, a guy that you definitely do a lot of work with. Yes, he um, wrote in this in this piece that was talking about TASB and the, them adding their diversity, equity, and inclusion piece to their um, mission statement. He talked about the importance of school choice and how that offers such an important lifeline, especially for low-income minority students who are trapped in failing government schools. And he was talking about the fact that um, that TASB has always been a proponent of the status quo in education. But, but since education, they're now saying, hasn't been equitable, then TASB must be responsible? right. So do they have any self-awareness? Well, I just I got a kick out of this that, um, you know, he was talking about the fact that some students, mostly in urban environments, can't escape broken schools, and that that was so well illustrated by the Houston Chronicle, interestingly, recently, that they noted about the dismal state of affairs for Houston ISD, one of the state's largest and worst-performing school district. Per the Chronicle, Houston ISD has 48 schools. Of its 276 schools, 48 of them are graded D or F by the Texas Education Agency. And 95% of the students in those 48 schools are economically disadvantaged. 96% are students of color. And so, I mean, here we have these figures. They're striking both in terms of the widespread Mm -hmm. failure and the egregious impact on these particular students. And so if there was ever systemic racism, this is the status quo that Tasby has fought to maintain. You know, I'm thinking of one of Bongino's hypothetical strategy sessions that the Democrats have. You know, our test scores in places like Houston and Chicago or Los Angeles are so bad. I know. Let's bring in... 100,000 Haitian kids, and let's bring in thousands of kids from Afghanistan who don't speak a word of English, and let's open the border up and see if we can get maybe 150 nations from all over the world to start coming here. That'll bring the scores up. And for all the other school districts around, if they're trying to figure out, you know, how to have modeled their own their own districts and look for new best practices or or different types of frameworks, they're going to Houston to do to that. Houston go to, to Houston, where yeah. the biggest failure yeah. in the yeah. whole state. Monkey see, monkey, monkey do. Monkey do. Do you, are there school districts that are actually looking to Houston to see what their best practices are when Houston is the most god awful school district in the United States? Well. If there are, and I'm sure there are some out there, once again, those are taxpayers that deserve to have what a crisis of kind confidence. of insanity is that? Indeed. And I want to mention, I don't know how much longer we have yeah. here, but I want to mention the, the whole ethnic studies thing. I don't mind some ethnic studies. I'm big on history. I'm big on teaching the truth in history, but I'm not big on using it to tear down America, and I'm not big on using history classes for grievances. And I'm I'm hard-pressed to understand how whole course loads of history about African Americans or European Americans 
or any other branch of Americans is uniting a country that is in deep doo-doo right now because we are so disunited. And the opposite of unity is diversity, and the liberals have diversity and inclusion as one of their current religions, along with abortion and climate change. Well, let me ask you this. So do you find as a teachable moment a situation in which students at a high school walk out of third period to go and have a peaceful protest, which all of the uh, administer or all of the officials from the school district remind you that that is their right. They go and have this peaceful protest on behalf of a transgender student who has been told that they cannot use the girls' restroom because the person rooms. because the person is a boy. Correct. Yeah. Um, that that's going to be very interesting and this is an actual situation i'm waiting to see because there's a apparently the district has pretty much airtight rules and regulations and and practices that the district uh, supposedly adheres to uh, one of them is you can't walk out of class and do this so will these kids be punished i think every every kid in the school that they can find out participated in this ought to be expelled for at least a week or maybe held back a grade. Let's make it real, real seriously hurtful to them to do something like that. Now, if they want to wait till the final bell rings, ask the stu- ask the school board if they can use the parking lot. That's fine it. with me. You Go for it. it. But I'll tell you something. Tis the season for chicken fingers and raising canes. Warm up with cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy crinkle-cut fries, Texas toast, and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. Happy holidays from Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. I have the ability in my life to protest all I want, but while I'm at work, I better not protest. Exactly. And, and, and they're, is- in a, they're in a school paid for by my taxes, your taxes, and most people's taxes that are listening to this. They don't have a right to do that. And those kids are little Marxists. I'm sorry. They're little. They, they, they need to be. They need a teachable moment. And I'll bet you they don't get it. And while the media reports kept talking about the peaceful protest based on some video that's circulating, based on what a number of parents have been talking about within the community, Peaceful pro. This was a CNN type peaceful protest with the car burning in the background. Oh, peaceful but fiery. Yeah, exactly. When you can, when there is video in existence that is showing kids fighting, physically fighting, hitting each other. When it's showing girls bearing their chests, there's nothing peaceful about that. And we're talking about mid-age teenagers here, fourteen, Correct. fifteen, sixteen. In we're that talking age about when fifteen police officers show up to break this up. That the the male students who they may be trying to, you know, get into and have to have an altercation with in order to break these fights up are as big as they are. And where were the school uh, officials while this was going on? Some of them were there on campus. They ought to be fired if they didn't stop it. You cannot let the inmates in a prison run the prison. You cannot let the students run the schools. There's adults that are hired for that purpose. If they don't do it, we need new leadership. And if the school was, in fact, aware that this incident, this event, was going to happen, what did they do to notify parents such that parents of students who might would feel very uncomfortable in that situation? I mean, their teenage daughters burying their chests. Are being are being or their involved. teenage boys yes. in, in in essentially as fistfights. Yes, being in that environment because there's oftentimes you get in something like that, and the punches start flying. You don't know who's going to well, get and, hurt. And remember, in the Mansfield district in Arlington last week, you had a situation not arising out of of the same origin as as it was in Temple, Texas. But this kid pulls a gun and shot three people. Imagine having a gun show up at some kind of an event like this. You're going to have people laying on the ground. And I I don't know. I I just get back to the whole fact that I I never thought I'd see. I thought I would see the country progress. I never thought I would see us regress. We are in the most insane period in this country's history that I have ever seen in my life. And just nine months ago, whether you like Trump or hate Trump, the the, the country was in amazing shape. 
It is, it is a disaster. This country is a disaster right now. And it is at all levels of government. We have these problems, and I don't even feel like we've scratched the surface of what we can. No, be we need about to talk about locally. the cities and the counties and yes. and, and everything else. And uh, you know, one thing we haven't been able to get through the legislature is a bill that would prohibit the use of taxpayer money for government to lobby us for more taxpayer money. Exactly. Well, and you know, many years ago, Susan Combs, when she was our state comptroller, she did some wonderful, wonderful work on transparency. For several sessions, she also tried to get legislation passed that would require any government entities that were seeking bond, that were having bond elections, to force them to put the principal and the interest that is already in, in you know, on the books, on the ballot as well as the principal and interest of what they were seeking. Because when school districts tell you, oh, we're going to, you know, we need $178 million, well, you need to add about 40% more on that. Well, that's absolutely right. And, and things pop into my logical mind while we're talking here. Um, the, as the school boards in, in, in start voting for bond issues, and, and, and it's not just Temple, Texas, I think Belton's looking at one. That's an adjacent city if you're listening outside this area. Uh, there's school districts all over the state and probably around the country that, for whatever reason, with the Congress plotting a, th- a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill and a $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill, and we, we, we both know that would only be scratching the surface, that, hey, now's the time to stick the people with even more taxes. Now, the other thing that I want people to be careful of is a practice called rolling polling. Rolling polling, do you know the term? Absolutely. Rolling polling is where you say you've got a bond issue. So what the school board does is it has a ballot box, and it's on wheels, and they take it to PTA meetings. They take it to football games. They take it to uh, any place they think people would vote for the bond issue. This is illegal as the day is long, and we've got to watch them. And it has been discontinued. It, there was legislation that I believe passed on that. Ah, good. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Which, yeah, no, no, it's it's very good. It's very good. That's very good news. Yeah. yeah. What I just, what, what I guess the bottom line when it comes to me looking at where we are in just, you know, from a, a more, a, a, a larger view, a wider view. We've got school districts that are outwardly seeking to silence the voices of discerning parents concerned for the children's education. Some people, some of these districts take a more passive-aggressive approach. Some of them are more overt with it. Either way, it's unacceptable. As we have the lines drawn with this conflict, we also have schools seeking more tax dollars. That's just, there's just some irony there. Shut up, pay your taxes. What's occurring within our schools exemplifies the cultural implosion that, you know, many Americans are are feeling. We're simultaneously experiencing an economic implosion, and that is going to worsen as we move toward the end of 2021. You think inflation's bad now, you wait until you have to start heating your home this winter. Yeah, and wait wait till the Democrats get the four or five trillion more in so-called infrastructure, which is really going to go to climate change. It's going to be basically flushed down the, down the potty. This is going to be an economic malaise that's going to impact Stag- everyone's Stagflation lives. is bad. the word that is going to be yeah. coming back. For those, for those old enough to remember the 70s, you are, I am, the misery index, the Biden misery index is coming back. With that, the wisdom of taking on $250 million more of new debt here locally um, it's or an, in any district. Yeah, it's an important it's an important discussion, and we certainly aren't the aren't the only ones. You know, we now we the virus is gone, but we seem to have a spending fever. I would that rather all these governments I would rather take that uh, the the money whatever they're asking for so those two hundred million whatever. I would rather invest that in private schools, schools that are not run by the, the where the the Texas Association of School Boards, the Anti Defamation League have no way to get the foothold inside so you can actually teach real history and not grievance history. That's what I'd rather do. Well, and certainly school choice is something that we need to keep advocating for, but it's 
it feels oftentimes like it's an uphill battle. Although this is going to be one more nail in the coffin of the public schools if they resist getting rid of this CRT and CRT-like curriculum that they're pushing because it is going to start making more parents look and figure out other alternatives. So, you know, be careful what you wish for. Another name for it is the 1619 Project, so watch for that too. But I guess my point is this $250 million during an economic tsunami, to me that seems kind of imprudent. Does Are there some items in there that probably have merit, probably are needed to be done? Yeah, I'm sure there are. You know, I kind of go back to that old adage of uh, what pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. And that's what I feel like this is. This is a hog of a package. We were talking the other day. I said, you know, seems like the attitude is we're going to go big or go home. Well, I'd head for the house then. If this package were to fail and they were to come back at another time, which, of course, you, they have to figure out their slot that they can do that because all the other lo- the, all the other area governments, they're already slotted in on the calendar to get their next bond election, and come in with something more modest, something that was more practical? Do we really need Taj Mahal locker rooms? I don't know. I think they're... I think that would be something that would be worthy of consideration. Here's something else that worries me. You're going to get letters in the mail, and they're going to be from big names that you know and people that you know and pillars of the community. And I don't know. You may be a pillar of the community. I'm not even a stalagmite of the community. <laughs> and and I, I respect the people that send those letters and let them use their names. They're, 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 they actually seem to have the feeling that they're good patriotic uh, good local citizens by backing their public schools. That is just simply not the case. And this is the time to not not sign the letters that they bring you and not put these signs up in your yard. When the wokeness is gone from the schools, when all the kids are cre- are treated exactly equal without any regard of race or color, and when they when they admit that this transgender fad that we have going on now is nothing but a fiction, you cannot change anyone's sex and you never will be able to, then it's time to come back and support the schools. But I want to see them stand up for the flag, for the Constitution, for the United States of America, and stop teaching our kids that Marxism is the way to go. I read something the other day. It says, if you really want to get there, the ISD's attention campaign against their bond issues if you withhold money from them until they dispense with all the divisive wokeness you will get the change that taxpayers parents and students deserve i think the guy that wrote this lynn woolley has a point well thank you but but it is true Uh, they don't really care what we think and so the only way to get their attention is to withhold the money that they so desperately want from our pockets. And that's the only way there is to do it. And just remember, Democrat, the Democrat Party, which is exemplified by Merrick Garland, and the local school establishments, they want your money. But they do not want you to have any say or any control over what your children are being taught in the schools. So as we decided, I believe, for the uh, name of this podcast, what is it? ISDs go woke while taxpayers go broke. And that's absolutely what could happen. Totally, totally. I mean, we have serious dark clouds on the horizon. We can't do a lot of things to impact certain things. What China's doing, what Russia's doing, what's happening in Afghanistan, most of us can't really impact that. In D.C., we're very limited in what we can do. But we can impact events right here at home, right here in our own town, right here in our own communities. And if nothing else, we've got to at least try. And doing that starts with educating yourself, and it continues with the promotion of sound decision-making. Well, we need some people on the school boards everywhere that are not part of the school establishment. That's what we need. The, you know, the ex-teachers, ex-band directors, ex-administrators that retire, and then they get on the school board, and they only have one way of looking at things. And we need some diversity and some equity and on the school boards. And some independence. And some inclusion. And that, that inclusion needs to be the thought of people, the ideas of people who understand the value of money and how we've got to, to treat it correctly and be good stewards of it. 
And right now, uh, it, the, with, with what's going on in Washington at the local level, we'd better not burden the people with taxes. That's exactly right. And I'm looking forward in the next um, upcoming time, days, weeks, to be doing some more podcasts to help give people more information about um, not only what we have going on with regard to to some of the curriculum that's being taught, but also with regard to these bond elections. There's a whole lot to say on that. And so to we want to give people abs- All right. absolutely. Well, on behalf of Planet Logic, I would like to say be logical and take a stand for this great country. And uh, I have very high hopes, a lot of optimism for our country. But right now, the time is counting down in some dark period ahead and we've got to work to dampen that dark meanwhile stay strong stay tuned much more is to come thank you again and we'll see you once more next time on political pursuits the podcast and planet logic Bridgewater College's graduate programs in athletic training, human resource management, psychology mental health professionals, and digital media strategy are accessible, affordable, and flexible for students continuing their education or working professionals. Online and high flex options available to fit everyone's schedule. As a graduate student, you'll take a deep dive into a subject and work closely with your classmates and professors. Learn more about your options, upcoming information sessions, and more at bridgewater.edu grad. Ads.